Thanks everyone for coming out. This is our 200th episode. We already did the wheel, and I forgot to press record on the audio for that. So good job. Hopefully dummy. it turns out. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna just do like a general, like kind of like ad episode where we go through like five ads and invite people to come up and make comments with us. Uh, all the pictures of the ads are up on the Facebook invite on the Facebook event. So if you want to look at those pictures, if you want to talk about something, go ahead. Uh, before we do that, let's thank our sponsors, though. Uh, big thanks to Sinusoid Cables. There's a bunch of guys from Sinusoid here. Go shake their hand, give them a kiss on the cheek, you know, give them a big hug, <laughs> make them feel awkward. Uh, they're sponsoring this episode. They've sponsored a ton of our episodes. Uh, if there's any reason why you should buy a Sinusoid Cable, it is because they're really good cables. They've got a 100-year guarantee on them, and they support content that you really like. I'm sounding like PBS up here, but they make a lot of this possible. <laughs> Some, yeah, something about snakes. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, it, it, buy a sinusoid cable. It'll make you think there's a snake behind you. Yeah, sinusoid.com. They make cables. And smiles. <laughs> uh, we'd also like to thank uh, Pelican Noiseworks for sponsoring mm-hmm. this episode. Uh, they make the uh, Pelotar and the Half Horse. You got anything else coming down the pipeline, Leon? The answer up, huh? is yes. There are more pedals coming from Pelican Noiseworks. So if you don't like fuzz, why are you even listening to this? <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> well, should we get started? Do, no, we, no, we no, sing? we shouldn't. I got one more. I got one more Wait sponsor on me, for man. the show. Wait on me. After I take a drink of this beer. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody who's listening to the show, who's here right now. Um, 200 episodes is freaking crazy. Yeah. Um, when we started this, we were just two guys who had spent a lot of time on Instant Messenger talking about Craigslist uh, like almost four years ago. And now we're two guys who spend a lot of time on Facebook groups talking about gear. <laughs> um, so we, we would not have done 200 episodes if nobody listened to the first 199 episodes. So thank you guys so much for listening. Um, again, not to go super NPR, but like this is user or this is listener supported content. Uh, we probably would have gotten bored and started a band instead if you guys weren't listening. <laughs> another awful band. <laughs> Nobody wants another awful band. <laughs> Let's stick around to the end. Stick around to the end. We're going to have uh, giveaways from a little bit of stuff that we have, and then we got some stuff from Pelican Noiseworks and Sinusoid to give away. Uh, let's do this thing. Should we like sing the theme song or something, or like just superimpose it in there? I don't even know how the theme song goes. You think I listen to this show? This show's garbage. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. There we are. Is that how it goes? I hope so. <laughs> All right, uh, we're gonna start out. With this ad that was sent by... No, this is never how an episode starts. Oh, hi. This is Ryan. And this is Steve, and you're listening to Six Cycle Hum, the guitar, buying, selling, trading, modding, fixing, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast. Here we are. It's hard. It's hard to do a podcast in a different setting like this. How dare you, sir? I know, right? This is a part where you ask me what's new. Oh, gosh. We're going to do the whole thing. Steve, what's new? So a few weeks ago, um, I was out running... And I found a guy's Wisconsin State identification in a gutter in San Diego. Which guy was it? What's Just his some name? Man, I'm not going to name names. What's that's his, a, that's what's embarrassing. Driver, what's his driver's license number? No, it was a state ID. <laughs> um, so, so I actually went on Facebook to stalk this dude. 
Of course. And send him a message. As you're prone to do. Send him a message. And I was like, hey, man, uh, I have your Wisconsin State ID. If you want it, I will give it to you. If you don't want it, I'll shred it. Uh, So what's your deal? And he messaged me back, and he was like, "Uh, yeah, I kind of need that. uh, But I'm not in San Diego right now. So back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I gave it back to him today, and he gave me ten bucks. Easiest ten bucks ever made. Perfect nice. flip. Nice flip. Perfect flip. Perfect flip. <laughs> My question is: Is how is this related to guitars at all? It's not. It's just about flipping. <laughs> you just, you need to go do a call into the flipping it was flippers all, it podcast. Was all, it was all benefit because I was running, so already good for me. And then I flipped for ten dollars. Also good for me. Yes. This is the Good for Steve podcast. Welcome. <laughs> We're uh, talking about events that are good for Steve. What, what's new with you, Ryan? I got nothing new. This is what's new is that I'm here and there's a bunch of people watching us and we're podcasting. I, when you set this up, I was like, wait, wait, where, where are the condensers? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We're using dynamics because like, that'll help with the noise a bit. We're going to stand the whole time? That sounds terrible. Well, it's better for you, Steve. It's like a standing desk. Oh, standing desk. Yeah. I want one of those, but I have a cubicle. It doesn't fit. I don't think the banter is working very well for a live show. I think we should stay on topic for a live oh, show. Oh, man. <laughs> what, what exactly is the topic? Oh. Um, the topic is guitar stuff, dude. So, so here's what I want to know. Actually, I, I think... Um, Am I going to go the, your way? people who are here... Shut up. <laughs> How is Lenny Kravitz within the topic of this show? He's a guitar guy. Barely. Barely. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he was a guitar guy, and now he's an actor in the Hunger Games. Doesn't mean he stopped playing guitar. Or did he? I don't know. Um, I don't think he did. I was thinking about this on the way here, and I was thinking that, um, you know, the Sinusoid guys flew down from Seattle, so that's like 1,500 miles. And Michael, Is that our farthest? Is anyone and Michael, farther than Mi- that? No, Michael Adzant, at the Adzant, uh-huh. uh, flew in from... St. Louis, which is like 2,000 miles. That's farther. Um, but apparently someone here, unrelated to the show, is from like another country on the other side of the pond, so to speak, um, which is like several, several thousands of thousands of miles away. Yes. Uh, so, Grant, I think you win the prize for furthest not flying in, because apparently I think you already live here. Not really. Fu- like, he lives, he lives less than a mile away. But he's also from another country, so I don't know. That's kind of cool, I Steve, guess. S- Steve is just impressed to meet people with accents. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's true. Ryan, who's your favorite doctor? Uh, I, uh, I don't remember the name of my doctor. The correct answer I only is, see him every now and then. The correct answer is David Tennant. Let's keep moving. Okay. <laughs> let's get into an ad and let's do this show instead of like swimming in all this nonsense that we have going on. Isn't that what we do, though? Yeah, uh, so we're going to invite people to come up and uh, contribute to our discussion of these ads as we go. And uh, Sean Pierce Johnson uh, requested that he jump on this first one. He was very excited about it on the Facebook group. So get up here. Let's, let's talk about this yeah, thing. Yeah, this is a relict Les Paul Special P90 2017 with upgraded Gibson pickup in Bigsby. This was sent in by Ryan Kick. Thanks for sending it, Ryan. Got a cool name, Ryan. Let's see this stupid thing again. So uh, this ad says, you are looking at a relic and modified 2017 Les Paul Special by Epiphone. I put an aftermarket Gibson local on the headstock because I'm an idiot. I mean, um, (laughs) more appropriate description for that. As part of the refinishing job. 
Oh, Vanny. Yeah, you're, you're, why? Okay. Um, but it has been painted over in order to avoid being mistaken for a counterfeit USA Gibson. Never going to happen. Oh, come on. Uh, what do you do with the regular guitar after you purchased it? It's up to you. Yeah, th- I mean, I guess that's true. It's up to you. Yeah, after yeah. you buy something, it's totally up to you. What you uh, do so what I'm it. hearing here is I bought a $129 guitar, and I slapped a Gibson sticker on it, and now it's worth $499. Apparently. All right, here we go. Frets have been leveled. Fretboard edges have been sanded to provide a comfortable soft edge, just like every Fender guitar on the market. Uh, the back of the neck has been sanded down because I don't know. Uh, the tuners have been replaced with vintage Cluson tulip tuners. Tailpiece, who cares? Uh, the <laughs> neck pickup has been replaced with a genuine Gibson P90. G- cool, I okay, yeah. Uh, the bridge pickup is another P90, but not a Gibson. It's a GFS uh, P90 size humbucker. Uh, that was a total of ten dollars out of your pocket. Uh, the tone pot has been replaced with man, a high he's being salty. really ho- so- yeah. <laughs> salty. Damn, my God, Steve. man. <laughs> what you think? You think you get to 200 episodes? Now you get to act all like Mr. Yeah. Big Shot now? No, get this Steve, is uh, this Steve is in front of an audience. audience. This is his brain. This space, is my apparently. life. This tells me that Steve isn't giving his all when it's just me and him in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, two two uh, Kirkland scotches down, and it's a little hard to focus. Uh, the tone pot has been replaced with a high-quality push-pull alpha pot with orange drop capacitor. Pulling out the pot puts the pickups in a half-out of phase with each other for distinct, but not thin, Peter Green-like tone. The body has been sanded and artificially aged and treated with three kinds of nitrocellulose lacquer. Three kinds of lacquer? Yeah, three different flavors. It's like Neapolitan. I didn't even know there were two. (laughs) (laughs) It's a gobstopper finish. Uh. (laughs) Everything's been aged. Sean, what do you have to add to this? Oh, my God. Like okay, did everybody actually see this picture in the group? Because if you, if you have not, look at this picture right now. Okay, first things first. The reason I wanted to talk about this is because my first good electric guitar was an Epiphone Les Paul Special. Uh huh. I still have that guitar, and it is a fine guitar. But looking at this one. First of all, it's You have like, regret that you didn't make it live up to its potential. Yeah. Oh, absolute <laughs> regret here. I mean, mine may have Sharpie uh, Frankenstein stripes on it like Eddie Van Halen, but this is just, <laughs> this is just fantastic. Um, the whole counterfeit Gibson thing, I mean, there's some legitimacy to that because I know that certain customs agencies in certain countries are getting like really hard on the counterfeit Gibsons, but... It's still got the Epiphone headstock shape. It's got the Epiphone (laughs) headstock shape, and it looks like he painted with some sort of really weird matte green painting over the Gibson sticker. Okay, it's reflective. But why is it reflective? I I don't understand it. It brings more attention to it. It's it's like someone told him, hey, dude, you could get in a lot of trouble if you sell that as a Gibson. And he got really freaked out and tried to cover it up with with whatever he happened to have. It was like his sister's nail polish or something like that. (laughs) Oh, my God. <laughs> my my favorite thing though is the Bigsby because the bridge is one of those like old school wraparound style right, bridges uh-huh. that doesn't have any string guides. So it's like, oh hey, I got my Bigsby tailpiece over here, which you know on a good day will stay fairly well in tune. But now you have no chance of keeping this thing no. in tune. That's like, why I swapped out the the bridge on the one I've got over there. I'm like, that's not going to work. Yeah, I put a different thing on there. But anyways, yeah. that'll work. <laughs> That'll work more than that was. But I was yeah, always this. Like, this thing is just like. Yeah. I mean, I can see like, oh, hey, it's cool. Like he tried to age it to make it his own thing, but 
And I will say, having a Gibson, a Gibson, a legitimate Gibson P90 in the neck, I mean, I've had Epiphone P90s and Gibson P90s. They all sound fine. Yeah, neck pickups all, all sound the same anyways, right? They're, they're gonna, <laughs> they all sound fine. We're getting booze. They're just different flavors. <laughs> this is a new experience. But I think the whole thing is just, when you look at this guitar, when you really like stand back and take a look at it, $500 for that. Yeah, there's no way, like, right? A brand new one of those guitars was like under $200. Yeah. That is not $300 worth of modification. <laughs> no. It might be $300 worth of parts, like after the pickups are done and the big speed. No, it's yeah. not yeah. the GFS pickup. It's got to be oh, mostly yeah, the work. Pickup. The GFS pickup is like, I think, $30 or $40. I mean, I guess it's a legit Bigsby, which may, might be $100. Even a, that Gibson neck pickup. Would be like a hundred if you bought it brand new, like one fifty maybe. I mean, I wasn't really paying attention right there, but I'm pretty sure that's not three hundred dollars. See, yeah. the, the thing with his description too is it's like, okay, I see that he's trying to get people enticed to buy this, but it's like you could do that to really any guitar and make it playable to you know. Like, oh sure. You, you round the fret edges. It, it, you can take any guitar to any tech, and they'll round your fret edges, and it'll play better. I mean, with, even with all the stuff I did to my Epiphone over here, that's still a $99 guitar. <laughs> I wouldn't try to yep. sell that. No one's going to pay me, you know, 300 bucks for that, 40 bucks for but that. But did you round the fret edges? I had to l completely level a couple frets. But did you round I the did fret not, edges? And he I did didn't not round the fret edges. I didn't, I didn't even use one variety of nitro on it. So this Let guy's alone got three. This guy's got three varieties of how nitro. How dare you, sir? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> well, with these modifications, I'd pay two hundred. You would pay two hundred. I would pay two hundred for this. <laughs> Man, Ryan's making some money I didn't today. Say I had the money. <laughs> I'm just telling you that you'll buy another one. Yeah, I'll buy, two buy more. another one. You basically, <laughs> you basically live up the street, so we can still work this out. I basically live up the street. You know, globally speaking. Globally speaking. speaking. Tell that to the two, near two hours Com that I spent driving down here. Co compared to the people who, you know, came from other states and countries. I mean, you're just up the road. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe they hey, found hotels close guys, by. Local guys, who, local <laughs> guys who are here, next time you, if you want to impress us next time for uh, for 300th episode, fly away farther, then come back. <laughs> then... Then we'll be impressed, you know. Yeah, I live in uh, I live in Poway, but I flew to Frankfurt first. Yeah, yeah. We're really going for that distance prize. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this best. thing's just a total pile of garbage. I mean, for 150 bucks, I feel like I might be tempted locally. Yeah. Just for like a parts bucket. Now for 500 bucks, I mean, yeah, that's just it's way too much money to ask for something that is so intensely personalized. Oh, totally. It's not even personalized, though. It doesn't look... It just looks like someone experimented relicking it. Well, I mean, you can experiment relicking, and that, that's fine. I mean, the, I, I would pay for certain experimental relicking if it looks cool and it actually benefits to the overall aesthetic and, like, with the sanding off the finish on the back of the yeah, neck. Yeah, yeah. For me, that's, like, a big plus because those glossy finishes on the back of the neck always catch my sweaty hands when I'm... Playing, but because uh, you're always sweating, I'm always sweaty. I, I sweat before the set even begins <laughs> because because I'm, because I'm the roadie. We have confirmation the from the, the audience too. Yeah, confirmation from the audience. Thanks, hon. Love you too. Uh, yeah, five hundred. Yeah, hundred fifty tops. Yeah, 
What about what do you think, Steve? Is that the right price? My are you gonna are I your prices right? I have, a different, I have a different question here. Uh oh. The store. So this is from Reverb. Gonna do a little expose. This store is called Foo Maker. If this guy's Foo Maker, and personally, I'm a fan of Dave Grohl. I think I automatically have to be against this ad because that puts me on the side of the Foo Fighter. Oh, okay. But then, if that's really if, really like. If, if I a si- dumb joke, Steve. If I side, <laughs> if I side with the Foo Fighter and this guy's a Foo Maker, if he doesn't exist, then I'm out of a job. Because who's there for me to fight if nobody's making Foo? Are Are we talking about something else yet? I'm waiting for that moment. <laughs> I'm just standing up here wondering why the hell I agreed to do this. <laughs> you asked to do this. You didn't agree to do this. You requested it. Like I want to get up there and do this. Hey, I could have very easily just said, "No, man, uh, that's not that's not my thing. I don't want to do it." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next, we're going to tackle. Oh. This 81 right. thanks, Squire Sean, Bullet. Sean. Thanks, guys. Oh, hey, Sean Big Pierce Johnson. Thanks, guys. Go check out his YouTube channel. Thanks. Yeah. Sean Pierce Johnson. He, deser- he deserves subscribers more than we do, so go follow Aww. him. <laughs> That's not even a lie. That's truth. <laughs> oh, now I feel bad. Don't feel bad. You should feel good. Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Happy 200 episodes. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Uh, this next episode, or next episode, this ad. next ad is uh, was sent by Paul Pennington. It's an 80s Didn't Squire. Didn't he say the last one, too? No, We're last one was from Ryan Kick. Oh, that's Ryan, right, right. Ryan, Ryan Kick. Ryan Kick. Are yeah. you, cool are name. You, are you even cool paying name. attention? <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> this guy. All right, uh, this is an 80s Squire bullet. I don't know why we're talking about this. Ryan Because I think it's it. freaking cool. It's look got at some these, nice look, pictures. Look at these beautiful photos. I want to date this guitar. 80s Squire bullet, 1980 okay, is sunburst. This is an early 1980s Japanese-made which is very high quality for a low price. Before cost to build these made Fender move import manufacturing to another country, Korea, Indonesia, etc. The eighties. Neck has a little has a nice little flame to it. I tried to show it in pictures, but it's harder to see in pictures. Guitar has dings and such, but it's a solid player and performer. People love the necks on these things. Lots of lore about these necks being leftover USA stock necks. Again, lore. Not sure if it's true. It will not claim it is. Just stating the lore is out there. Guys, lore. Lore. Let's all say it at once. Lore. <laughs> Plays and sounds great. It feels like a solid guitar. I've run these single coil pickups through a bunch of weird distortion pedals, analog delays, slow vibrato pedals. What about fast vibrato yeah, pedals? Yeah, come on. With the guitar the tone knob rolled way off back, creates a crazy wall of sound out of this little but strong Strat Tele hybrid out of the early 1980s. Also, when you shut off all the effects, the clean sound is water and beautiful. We'll <laughs> consider a trade for water. other guitar. This guy is asking a price that we did not figure out. I want to say it was like $400. Yeah, I guess I didn't get a screen um, grab of the price. You know what I realized while I was reading this? I own this guitar in black. I know. Haven't you owned a couple of these? But the uh, one you have doesn't have a trim, does it? I think. Oh, because that's what really stuck out to me is that this thing has a tremolo on it. And Maybe I, the one I have has, like, the hardtail. I'm wondering, is, is that aftermarket? Because I don't remember ever seeing one of these with a trim on it. It's actually standard. So on the Japanese models, they had both the hardtail uh, version of the Fender Bullet and the uh, trim strap model. Gotcha. Or the strap trim model. Well, I Art. just got to say, the, in between the description and the pictures in this ad, I feel like the guy posting it has a little bit of a love affair with this thing. And I don't know why he's selling it. He's like... 
written a love note about it, and he took these pictures that looked like engagement photos of this thing. <laughs> it's like he waited for like the golden hour to take pictures of it out on a farm or something like that. It looks like a the cover of like a country western album. And he's really selling me on this. If, if this was local, I might be tempted to go get it. I've always wanted one of these, and it's just a really beautiful example. Yeah, I feel like top dollar on this is maybe 250 300 right now. Really? But a lot of these, well, so the issue is, is that it's Squire Brandon. No matter what, like Squire Brandon stuff has a lot of trouble breaking that like three three fifty mark. Um, but it is, it is old. It is great. These necks are tiny. Yeah, they're real I, fast. If this neck is anything like the one that I have, like literally, I don't have the biggest hands. Um, Let me see those hands, Steve. Not the biggest. <laughs> they're about similar as mine, um, and I don't have the biggest either. But uh, so the the necks are really small. They they actually remind me a lot of the uh, Jack Sting that I have. Oh yeah, totally. Um, but even the American Bullets uh, guitars were tiny. These necks. things just have a cool look with like the. Kind of like an odd take on the strap body, yeah, which is yeah. funny for them to do considering they own that body. They could put a strap body on there, but they came up with their own body shape for this and then stra strapped a, uh, a tele-style neck on it. How much money do you think they saved by like reducing the size of the strap body by like 15%? Uh, in 80s dollars or in today's dollars? I'm sure back, yes. I'm sure back then, 15%, you, th you think? I don't know. I it's that, it's that not like that much ghost. smaller. That's a good guess. They, it probably meant they could fit... Like three bodies into a uh, wood blank instead of two, and that's what it came out of. Like they got a bunch of wood blanks, and they're like, "Ah, these are too too small to get like three or four bodies. Let's just make the body smaller." That's, that's my guess. That's sad, and also probably true. <laughs> I've always wondered if that's why the Fender headstock is shaped the way it is, is because you can combine it and match them up. Like the bulb fits into the cut, and you could get multiples out of the same what, sheet of wood. What was the word that you had everybody say earlier? Lore. Lore. <laughs> let's, uh, let's jump on this next ad. This is a man toy uh, trade for base. Does anyone want to jump up here and talk about this? Get up here. <laughs> hey, hey. Being joined by Aaron Bubo. Welcome to the Gear Slum, your one-stop no, shop. No, 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 stop it, stop, stop. It was not. I'm Aaron. <laughs> I was going to introduce you, but... Uh, now, you know, I talked show. I, I talked a lot of trash about Phil earlier, so I will not be Phil this episode. <laughs> Which uh, one of you does Heidi Klum? It's Aaron. Oh, it's, it's just Heidi Klum. It's just Heidi. She oh. hangs out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's hiding. She's hi Heidi is hiding. <laughs> uh, this is Man Toy Trade for Base, uh, $12,345 in West Nashville. This was sent by Mark Swartz. Now, he says, or he, not he, the ad says, have a brand new man toy for trade. My base crapped out and I have a show next Friday. What you got? Specifics detailed in text after you respond to add with number. Apparently Aaron is an expert in man toys. So typically these ads are accompanied with like a picture of a microphone in front of someone's Oh yeah, yeah. someone's legs something, or something like a crotch shot. Yeah, you, but this guy has like no like he's not trying. Yeah, it's like I'm there's a lot of it's open to interpretation. Like is he selling a man that's a toy or a toy that's for men? Like, what's going on here? I don't understand this ad at all. What and, is a man toy? Uh, that's what I'm wondering. Right. I'm hoping he Aaron the can toy? enlighten us. Is he the toy? Is there a toy? Is he selling? Wait, what? And, and what, is the, the, what is the proper, like, base value to man toy ratio? 
when you're doing a trade, you know? Yeah, I think like, he's if, trying if, to sell Richard Pryor circa nineteen seventy nine. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure the rate for man toys is like two hundred dollars an hour. At least, yeah. I hope so. That's 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 a good amount of money. I don't know. I am actually not an expert on man toys, like I thought I was. <laughs> I thought you'd know a lot. This honestly, is, the thing I like about this ad is that it has a lot of a really big price, but he's trying to trade for a base. Is it a big price, or is it just a so listing of numbers here's in order? A question of etiquette: <laughs> If you're making a trade, do you need to list a price? If you want to trade, oh yeah, I don't That's know. A good question. I mean, if you're trying to trade a man toy. <laughs> Unless you post a picture, how's anybody supposed to know what the value of your man toy is? I always well, assumed on, on Craigslist, if you're doing a trade, the, cor- the correct price to put in is either zero or one dollars, and people know that's not the real price. Right. Or like, oh, they're nine just filling. nines in a row. Yeah, exactly. Or 12345 <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I guess he is doing that with this random number here. Uh, but I just wonder if there's some guy out there or lady, and not to be sexist, who, who sees this ad, wants a man toy, has a base, but it's like, man, I just don't know if my base is worth it. So it's like, what is the base that's like on the edge of like, that's the right base to trade for a man toy? Like, are, are, do we have to be out of Squire territory? Are we in the Fender American like jazz base here? Or, or are we like going all the way up to, you know, like one of those funky, crazy bases? It's, what are those called? So it's W word. I, f- I feel like a war, like a Warwick, or I feel something. like a Warwick is like under. So here's my question, Mantoy. That's this is where we earn our E rating for like the third time <laughs> in history. Mantoy, Mantoy's is euphemism for a flashlight, right? No, I thought a Mantoy was, like, was a, like, like a gigolo. I thought it was like a gimp. Like, is it a toy? <laughs> is it a toy for a man, or is it a man who's a toy? Yeah, like a gimp. Either, we're all like, on different we're, pages here. We're, we're all and that's di- really the problem with the ad is that it's so wide open. It could be anything. That's right, right. We're it's all on broad. different pages, but we're in the same book. <laughs> that's true. Uh, so I don't know. Yeah, we're kind of looking at range areas. But like, if you go with my suggestion, I hope there it's not There are children I hope it's here. What used. are we doing? <laughs> They're all small children. Yeah, they're too young. None of them speak English <laughs> that I know of. Because they're so young. Right, they're babies. That's the point you're making, yeah. Babies don't speak anything yet. Right. Okay, make your point now. Make your point, please. I, I did. You weren't paying attention. <laughs> I'll pay it. I, I, just, I, promise, I just want to know. I promise I'm paying attention I guess, now, I guess it does, say, it does say brand new man toy. What are my guarantees that this man toy has never been used? Well, if it's brand new, it better have never been used. That's what I'm saying. Right. Like if we're if we're doing it by reverb, then this better be mint, you know. Yeah, this beyond this is, mint. It's like new inbox. New yeah, inbox because, because it's a nib. Because no relics, no relics on your man toy, please. <laughs> Unless new, it's a factory relic. New no. item, new items on reverb can only be sold by retailers. Wait, what is a factory relic in this context? Is that like? I don't, I don't want to go down that road. Like you opened up a weird direction there. I don't want to cover that. <laughs> yeah, I took it in a weird place. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. You made it weird. No one wants to talk about factory relic man toys. <laughs> <laughs> do we have anything else we can say about this awful, awful ad? I don't think we do. This is the worst ad ever. Yeah. Thanks for going on this ride with us. This man toy ride, Aaron. Thanks for friendship. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. I thought the last episode was still going on because you guys since it just ended. That was the end of our episode three weeks later, probably. (laughs) (laughs) 
Everyone go listen to the Gear Slum podcast. It's the closest thing we have to a spinoff of our own. Oh, my gosh. We were just handed beers. Sinusoid just brought us beers. Thanks, Andy. I don't know what that is, but it tastes interesting. Uh, oh, it's really good. I'll do a it's quick really shout-out. People in San Diego area, Ryan and I have been going to Tiger Tiger for various functions for for quite some time. So um, big thanks to Tiger Tiger oh, for, for being flexible with us. They normally don't do reservations, but they let us take up their entire back patio, probably because they we told them that there would be a lot of people here, and they were like, hmm. We did some quick math, and like, Two beers times like thirty-ish people is more beers than we normally sell on a Saturday afternoon. So let's make. I'm this pretty happen. sure they can pack this place out just fine without us. So big but thanks on, to Tiger Tiger. But on a Saturday at two thirty, who drinks yeah, at Saturday dude. on a two thirty? Everyone who just woke up because they were out last night. Everyone here drinks Saturday on a two thirty. Look at them all. <laughs> all right, uh, this next ad. Um, also sent by Paul Pennington. Jeez. I knew there was going to be a double Paul in here. There might be a triple Paul in here. Uh, this is Fender Boots. Uh, the Boots. Selling a, This is a Fender Classic Chelsea Boots. I don't know enough about boots to know what Chelsea Boots are. But it says, uh, selling a used pair of men's Fender Mercy Boots. Make my, make my mind up. Are they Chelsea Boots or are they Mercy Boots? I have no idea. I don't know anything about boots. Size 9. Worn only a few times, so not my size. Anyone here a size nine? Yeah. Got a, there you go. We got three size nines up in here. We got some twenty dollars uh, boots for you. So if you're in Lawrenceville, you can get these boots for twenty dollars. Uh, the sole and interior are in excellent condition. The exterior has a few small blemishes. Well, they're boots, of course they do, uh, which can be seen in my photos here. I paid ninety six dollars when new. For more information, please call name at number. Getting tired of this ad already. <laughs> you pick this. <laughs> What do you want to say about this? I don't know. Oh, uh, I just want to say that you should never... Uh, my, my life philosophy on clothing and being a guitarist is that you should never, ever wear anything you can buy at Guitar Center. And I, and I think this falls under that category. Like, you, I have... Because I, have, I wear Levi's jeans all the time, so I have trouble, like, wearing, like, a Levi's, like, coat or shirt while I'm wearing Levi's pants. I'm, I'm I don't like real, to... I don't like to match... Brands. I'm kind of amused that we got some whoops for Levi's. <laughs> Everyone loves Levi's. But do you ever feel like I wouldn't want to wear these boots and be playing a Fender guitar at the same time? It would just feel really weird and awkward. It's too much. It's too much. Here, here's, <laughs> yeah. here's they're, what. They're not for rocking, they're for walking. Do you, do you own any branded clothing? Let me rephrase. Have you bought any branded clothing? I haven't bought any. I haven't bought any. Wait, what are you asking? What are you asking me? So, so like gear branded. So gear I, branded. So I had a Fender uh, button up uh, that I bought. Like okay, I've I, never, I've never bought like a Fender shirt, but I've been gifted them. You know, like you've been gifted like Fender shirts. I think so. Um, uh, or like I have like a Fender mug and things like, like that. Like most, I think all of the gear clothing I own, I've been given at this point. I have a bunch of Pelican Noiseworks shirts, and I wear those all day, every day, because they're the best shirts, and everyone should buy them. Um. <laughs> I do, yeah. I do. And sinusoid shirts. I don't have a sinusoid shirt when, yet. When I got that walrus, oh, that audio, I got that walrus <laughs> audio shirt at Nam, or that walrus audio hat at Nam last year, and I literally wore that thing every day. And then I lost it. And I thought about buying a new one, but now it's November, so I'm like, why should I buy a new one? I'll probably get another one at Nam this year. They didn't have them at Summer Nam. How dare they? I know. So, anyways, what do you? Th- would you wear these boots, Steve? 
These boots look like comfortable boots. I would not wear them because they're size nines. Well, come on. Play with me, Steve. Play with me in this space. Uh, <laughs> That's a good question. Are these pedal boarding boots? They actually do look like pretty good pedal boarding boots. Looking at the picture of the sole, there's a really nice straight edge along the, uh, the side of them. The, uh, the grip underneath the, the sole doesn't have deep indents in them, which means your feet won't get caught up on the, uh, on the foot switches. These are good pedal boarding boots from a visual inspection. So maybe Fender did a little bit of designing and figured that out. Maybe I'm, a, I'm just full of it, and these are the best boots any of us could ever buy. For $20, anyways. But still, I would totally feel awkward wearing these boots and playing a Fender guitar at the same time. I think and then what if I was wearing these boots and playing like a Gibson? Would that be awkward? You would explode. <laughs> I, would, I would be like a cat with, uh, with butter on my, on my back, and I would just spin if I dropped, you know? Because cats land feet first, and the butter always has to land on the ground, you know? Yeah, yeah, the yeah, joke? yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad joke? Uh, bad joke. <laughs> I think we're losing the audience. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I guess I don't understand, again, why these are Chelsea boots and Mercy boots. Who is this Chelsea girl anyways? Why is she selling her boots? <laughs> there, we got the audience back. All right. <laughs> Let's move on. Mercy, like the Mercy River, like a uh, ferry down the Mercy. All right, know. we've only Come got on one guys. ad left. Come on, guys. And then after we do that, should we just open the mic and do like Q&A? Or, like, Are we good on time for that? Yeah, we're, we're good. This episode doesn't have to last forever. How dare you? <laughs> this is a really great ad. And the moment I saw this on the Facebook group, I was like, this is 100% going to be in the 200th episode. So you're saying we kept it 100. We kept it 100. This, we kept this, it 200. This episode is lit. This is a Jay Terser Flying V Warlord electric guitar with case. Custom painted, quote, Renegade. I don't know what's so renegade about it. It looks like stained glass. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't look renegaded at all. Unless the, 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 the renegade guy from the TV show, did he hang out in a church with stained glass? Lorenzo Lamas? Yeah. Did Lorenzo Lamas, was there like a church element to the renegade? I don't I, remember that I never show. watched that show. I always would watch. Like I the, just thought he rode a motorcycle around. I would, yeah, exactly. I would watch the, in, the credits, and then I would change his channel. Well, you watched the best part. <laughs> uh, this guitar is uh, on eBay. It's $325. This thing is crazy looking. Is that, he cut that to be that shape, right? That's not the stock shape of these I things? I think that's the stock shape. No way. Yeah. You, now you we all up. look it up. This is the part where we all look it up, and Ryan tries to carry the episode while <laughs> I do more important things. Okay, Jay Terser Flying V Warlord. So, yeah, if it's called a Warlord, then maybe that is the shape. Also, I don't think the person who did this... That's totally the shape. I don't think the person who did this paint job is capable of getting cuts that clean. Because if you get close-ups on the paint job, it looks very hand-painted. This is not a professional finish at all. It looks like it's gonna, the, the acrylic paint's going to rub off while you're playing. Uh, but it's just a really crazy theme, and I got to say that my favorite comment on it on the Facebook group is someone just posted a picture of the uh, the preacher robot from Futurama, which has like the same exact look as this guitar. So, wait, which robot? The preacher robot. You don't know what I'm talking about. Co knows what I'm talking about. I vaguely know what you're talking about, but <laughs> I thought he was like purple and gold. Yeah, but he has like a stained glass element to him. It's been a while. It's, it's been, been a while. A while. <laughs> wow. <laughs> nice. But this thing is just crazy. 
Uh, I mean, we reference as many podcasts as we can, hoping, hoping the success rubs off on us. <laughs> this thing is just a crazy shape. It's a V-shape, but it's got big cuts out of it well, all it, over the place. It's a very, like, uh, BC Rich does Flying V yeah. uh, deal. It's got kind of like that Dean string through body going on. I mean, all in all, it's probably better quality control than Gibson does. Oh, totally. Well, here, here's my question. It's definitely like a stained glass theme, but will it church? 24-7. 24-7. That's all this, all this guitar does. It looks to me like, like a weapon that like an archangel would, would have. Like if an archangel was playing an electric guitar, this would be As it. a weapon. As a weapon. Well, he would play it, but the, his playing would be the weapon. You know what I mean? Right, like right. Like he'd shoot like holy lightning out of it. And he would play... Uh, he smite would... The so, so what you're saying? <laughs> I don't know. So what you're saying is a uh, if an archangel is walking down the road and he's confronted by a demon and the demon said, "Play me the the greatest, the best song in the world," that this would be the guitar that he would use to play the best song in the world. Absolutely, the best song in the world. Yeah, I I'm, I'm not going to be able to follow your lead well, to quote this, the song well, at all. This this I don't this is right I don't know what the best song in the world sounds like. I only know what a tribute to the best song. <laughs> In the world sounds like. I think I've run out of energy to say anything about any of these ads anymore. Do we want to go into the uh, into the uh, ask me anything? I portion guess of so. This? So we didn't plan this. Code just says we should quit while we're ahead. When um, were we ahead? Never. This um, whole thing just feels. So I like will we throw, throw out in the garbage. like we got we got a bunch of podcast listeners here. If you guys want to ask us any questions. Right now is that time. Otherwise, I'm just going to keep talking, and then we're going to go into the thanking of our sponsors at the end of the episode. Get back up here, Aaron. Oh, good Lord. Help us carry the show. I have a question. Show yeah. us what, how pros do it. Who do you think you are? <laughs> hey, hey, Aaron, I got a question for you. What gives you the right? <laughs> Retort. How do you sleep at night? <laughs> I sleep at night on a Casper mattress. Eight hundred dollars. Use code sixty cycle sleep. I wish. On checkout. I wish. You're welcome. That was terrible. <laughs> that was really bad. No. Don't, this is why we can't why, afford that. This is why we only do live shows every one hundred episodes. <laughs> Anyone else? Anyone have will be really sad if there are no other questions. Anything they want to say on the mic? That what? That was the question I was going to ask myself. You can do, you can do answers you? too. If you have an answer to someone you? else's question, you what gives you there? the right? You want to promote something you're doing? All right, we got ad Zant. This dude. Okay, so so one thing we we have literally. I think we did one ad Zantazode. I don't know. I got a question for you, man. Do you get bored at work? It's uh, it's my my lunchtime vice. Every once in a while, I just sit down on like a Tuesday. And I'm like, all right, I got, so when I'm at work, I got Chrome open. I got my personal email open. I got the podcast email open. Um, Firefox doesn't work with some of the work programs. Firefox I use. sucks. Boo. <laughs> um, and so, and so, you know, like the week before we clear it out, we clear out all the ads in our, in our, the, the, the inbox so I've got like three emails on 60cyclehumpcast at gmail.com on a Tuesday morning. And then, you know, I do... This s- is a long story, Steve. Get to Shut it. Shut your mouth, Ryan! <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm doing my thing. I'm, I'm analyzing data. I'm making science happen. I'm saving lives. 
He's talking and, about himself. Uh, <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden, that number three goes to four, five, six. And then it just jumps from six to like 31. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? And I jump over and it's this dude, Ad Zant. What's the question you got for us today, Michael? Well, actually, I went back. I, I don't know. Probably you were around, probably around 100 episodes. And then I jumped in. Were you I, there? Aaron? And I went to the back. Uh, uh, I went to the beginning, and I had to listen to you guys, painfully listen to you guys, <laughs> since the beginning. I and, don't recommend that anyone does that. I honestly and, don't know why we don't take those first episodes and, and first, down. Uh, I will say this. I'll compliment. You guys have come a long way. The podcast is great. I love it. Thank you. But, but in the early days, you, you really focused on Craigslist, the flipping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I want to know... How much of that do you guys still do? And because some of that has led me to exploring Craigslist more than I normally would have. And I found a couple of deals. I found a couple of pedals. Got, got a guitar. Thanks. You guys suck. Had to spend money. <laughs> uh, but no, no, it's, it's been a really good, uh, really good journey to hear you guys from the beginning to now. And I'm just curious if, if, you're still, if you still have those roots. I still cruise Craigslist pretty often and Reverb too. Um, not as much as I used to. And I was thinking about this when I was getting stuff packed up this morning is that I used, when we first started the podcast, I was having to cruise Craigslist like all the time just to get content for the show too. It's like, we get so much sent to us now. I don't have to do that anymore. So it's like, I'm not on, on the lookout for like crazy ads anymore, but I am still like on the hunt always for, for new gear, whether I need it or not. Or like interesting projects or whatever, but I feel like I'm way less uh, prepared to like jump out of my seat and go get stuff now. And I think it's just you know like the time of my life, my life right now. I'm really busy with work and I've got a toddler, and it's hard to just get up and go and drive for an hour to get something and drive back and you know make a day out of it and stuff. But yeah, I still have the uh, the hunger for the hunt. I'll say that for sure. Sure, yeah, it's about. Uh not only the content for the show, but, mm-hmm. you know, are you looking for the deal? Exactly. And, and something that's changed for me is that we, you know, I'm doing so much demo stuff now that stuff just gets sent to me a lot. And so it's like my, my curiosity itch gets scratched through that rather than me trying to find something I've never played on Craigslist or Reverb. So yeah. it, has, it has gone down a little bit, but, you know, it's awesome to be able to host a community where all that is still encouraged and it's like a big part of our culture for sure. It's kind of crazy to think about, you know, 200 episodes in, but I think there's a little bit of leverage that we've developed in building. I hate this phrase, but it's true in a, in a small space, a a social media empire. (laughs) That doesn't sound cocky at all, Steve. Uh, Empire? It's more of a dynasty, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've already written the contracts to pass this on to our children. Um, but in the sense that, like, sometimes when, when like the newest products come out, like I don't, we don't, we don't have leverage. Uh, but there are certain like there's there's many there's builders that we've worked with before that we can kind of hit up. Yeah. And, and be like, so when there's a new thing, we don't we're not we kind of we work things out. I'll, I'll say that like and, and horse it, trading. It's always a, it's always a little different builder to builder, um, but that being said, like 
I'm in kind of the same boat as Ryan. Like, I'm two kids deep. Um, <laughs> Leon laughs. And, uh, <laughs> it did sound really, really bad, Steve. And, and uh, <laughs> when, I, when I flipped that tonal recall a few weeks, a few weeks ago, I think, I think that's like the only thing I flipped in 2017. And I felt really bad. Um, but there's definitely like that itch. The other, the other side of that is with reverb coming up as strong as they have in the last couple of years. Like the the market, at least locally, has yeah. I don't want to say it's completely dried out because I did. I got that uh, Zvex Fuzz Factory, which I haven't flipped yet because we're we're still kind of sitting on it. Yeah, we still got um, content to make. Um, but it's harder to get good flips. And in turn, like there, there is that side where it's like, I get, if I get something that's a really good flip that I also know will be good content, I have to sit on it until it's time for that content. Whereas two years ago, if I got a Zvex Fuzz Factory for a hundred and whatever, one hundred and thirty, whatever I paid for it, a hundred dollars, one hundred and thirty dollars, it would have gone straight up to reverb. It would have been gone within within six weeks. Yeah, I would have been done with it. But now it's like. Because I got that we were already in talks with Zvex for doing a little bit of content, and I got that thing. So I was like, "Well, I need to sit on this thing until I can to actually make that content." So it's a, it's it's different. It's not a pure flipping game. There's definitely still flipping in the back of my mind all the time. Um, but now it's like, well, if I get something that I want to flip, I have to look at it and go, "Well, can I make anything with this that will yeah. also work on the Instagram?" work on our YouTube channel, everything else. It's and also a, just like it's a bigger thought process. A big part of the flipping game is you have to be the person who can leave right away and go get whatever it is. And both of us are like super busy these days. We can't just like take off for lunch and go pick up something. Yeah, even, you guys even though be... Ryan still works from home, so I don't really understand what changed for him. <laughs> I'm and, hustling hard, man. And I got to tell you, being from the, from the Midwest, when you guys say, Oh, I gotta drive thirty minutes. <laughs> I just roll my eye. I mean, so, everyone here in the room is saw me. My eyes went in the back of my head. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, you guys Some, have no clue. Sometimes thirty minutes is only like five miles. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, it's called the I five. Yeah, uh, yeah. Anything that's along the I five, right? Yeah. 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 Well, hey, I, I, I gotta say, I, I really appreciate it. I appreciate being here. It just worked out uh, for me. And one last request. More base content, please. More base content. <laughs> that's, on, that's on you, Steve. I guess it is on me. You got to um, talk about the base more. I own two bases right now. I don't really ever talk about either of them. I only own one base amp, and it's barely a base amp. Uh, we got we got people yeah, moving can, around. Here, Let's man. go, Leon. This is Leon from Pelican Noiseworks. Right. You want to introduce yourself? Yeah, uh, Leon Pelican Noiseworks. Leon, I'm from Pelican Noiseworks. Uh, my question is twofold. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'd like to know he got better applause than we did. <laughs> He's a cooler guy, I guess. Uh, my question is twofold. Uh, number one is for both of you. Do you guys use any beard oil or treatments? To remain looking so fresh. A, a friend of mine gave me beard oil, like ho homemade beard oil for Christmas or something. What? I have not used it once. I feel like my beard is oily enough as it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, uh, I've, this is 100% just my oil off of my body. Um, I won't say it's the most epic beard ever, but uh, I, I, I have, 
<laughs> People are eating. Follow-up question. Uh, Paul, uh, Tiger yeah, yeah, Tiger is going to pay us to I'm, come here every Saturday and have I'm, this conversation I'm over microphones. I'm interested in beard oil, but I've never tried it. So, yeah, I'll is, say that. Is this the wrong part of the country for beard oil? I it have it no definitely idea. isn't. Um, oh, I think we have okay. a... Okay. I think we uh, there's definitely a large hipster community in San Diego, okay. so beard oil is as uh, emoji pill reviews would say, keeping it 100. <laughs> um, but it is probably, uh, but um, I yeah I've never used it, but I heard it smells good. I'm usually like my goal with my beard is to make it so that it doesn't have an odor. So like adding adding things in that have an odor is like counterintuitive to me. Uh, this I has do, been the I Beard do. Beard Talk podcast. Thanks for listening. I do guys. use I do use sulfate free shampoo in my beard. I will say I that. don't even know what that means. Sulfate free. Uh, my, my shampoo might be full of sulfates. I believe I believe my shampoo is also vegan friendly. Guy, uh, my my and wife is here by the way. Free. My wife over here. Why would there hey, be silicone? Hey honey, is our shampoo sulfate free? <laughs> she just said that hers is. Are you still using mane and tail, Ryan? <laughs> I have used horse shampoo in the past, so. <laughs> sulfate free, yeah, yeah. You want to, or silicone free, a lot of uh, shampoos and conditioners contain silicone. This is that's exactly how, the kind of content I had in mind for the they, 200th uh, episode. <laughs> that's how they add uh, volume to your hair. If you're, if you're concerned about volume... Yeah. You All right, anybody else? Silicone. Anyone else want to come one up? One more. One more. Okay, oh, one more. One more. Let's do it. Well, I, I was told this was a two-part two well, question. Oh, let's get it. Let's get it. Side. Anyway. Let's get it. Uh, next question. How does the, uh, the flip value of the 50-50 make you guys feel? Really good. Yeah. I'm actually bummed that I haven't sold mine yet. Well, well you're just too high. Well, uh, to be honest, though, only two have sold so far at that inflated price. What was it? It was like 275 and then one at like 310 or something like that. My my favorite my favorite part is so um, so the fifty fifty which is I'm again like I'm super stoked that you were he hasn't played it by the way I, ha- yeah, I still, have not yeah. played my still it is, it is it a version fifty fifty <laughs> I haven't even opened it I don't know what the message says yeah because then you can't sell it at new uh, in box you know but uh, I'm super um, thankful uh, that you were willing to partner with with us on this and doing. You know, we say like, oh, it's just two DOD 250s that, you know, you smash together. But there, there's at least a, uh, some design in that and, and putting together the PCB and everything else. Um, you know, uh, I don't know where I was going Pick with Pick up this. the pace, man. Yeah, I'm They're sad. slowing down. One, I'm sad that mine, haven't so- mine hasn't Steve sold. Steve is starting to really like I probably, I probably slow haven't, I probably haven't down. pushed it hard enough. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I, I gotta get this train back on the rails. This yeah. is ridiculous. I don't know. What are we talking about? <laughs> is it, what, what are we, so why I'm, am I here? I'm, I'm really excited that, that, that a few of our, uh, our listeners and audience members who bought the 50, 50 have been able to trick other people into paying <laughs> big dollars for them. Oh my gosh. We're getting more, more beer here. Um, I, I feel a little bad for those people. Apparently, this that, is like, cider, Ryan, not beer. That a couple of them, uh, or at least one of them, bought it because they saw the other high prices around. Like, one was listed for $5,050, maybe. <laughs> that wasn't me. And th- and, and Mine thought, was only hey, $550. I should, I should jump on this for $300, and then I can flip it. And that person is, like, messaging multiple people on Reverb a day, trying to trade it straight up for, like, Big Skies and stuff like that. <laughs> So I feel a little bad for that guy. But, you know, it is a limited run of these things. There's not a million of them out in the wild. 
And we are going to have another 50. We're about one. to have another run of 30 come out soon. Yeah. We're waiting for the cases to come in. And I'm going to do. Hey, we're giving away a prototype. That protype's got to be worth at least $1,000. $1,000 prototype right there, right, guys? I hand, drew, I hand drew a popsicle on it this morning. This morning? I'm glad you put so much thought into it's, it, it's Ryan. drawn with gold ink, too. It's pretty classy. It's pretty classy. The so, gold all right, 50-50. Give us your question, man. Well, I really just came to fling poop emojis at you for calling me <laughs> out like that. But I do have a question. Um, and that's even gear-related. I even thought of a gear-related question. Keep it gear-related. Shout Ooh, out. Um, tasty cider. Gear Talk P&Dub. The question is, what do you guys How think dare that... dare you? Sorry. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's beat up. What, uh, what do you think the gear industry is going to look like in a couple of years? It seems like there's so many things. I don't know how it could get any bigger. And it's going to look guys, like a wasteland. A wasteland. A lot, of, a lot of leather, a lot of metal spikes, yeah. a lot of homemade weapons. It's going to be real interesting. Mel Gibson. Do you think like steampunky? No, not steampunk at all. I mean, this is oil punk. <laughs> so, basically, so basically what we're looking at <laughs> There's here... There's no steam. There's no water is, uh, left to make steam. Mel Gibson, Tank Girl... Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mars. Here's, here's my prediction. Here's my prediction. I, th- I think we're going to see the gear industry running into trouble here fairly soon. I think there's a lot of saturation in markets like the pedal market for sure. But I think the little guys are going to survive better than like the medium to larger size companies that, are, that base their model on selling in big shops and stuff like that. I think the little guy is always going to survive because it'll always be a side gig for them. Mm. They'll be like, "I've got an interesting idea. I have a unique take on a circuit, and I can sell, you know, like five a month and be happy and run a little side business." And there's always going to be people out there who are curious enough to spend two hundred, three hundred dollars on an interesting take on a concept, versus people who are walking into a guitar center to buy another hundred and twenty dollar pedal. You know, so I think we're going to see some. Bigger companies downscale and kind of fade away a little bit. But I think there will always be interesting stuff coming out from small builders because the, the box is open. People know how to build pedals now. All the information is out there, and people can do it with a reasonable profit margin as a hobby. So that's my prediction. I mean, since we've named Probably dropped, the smartest thing I've said all, named all episode. Every other epi- <laughs> every other podcast we listen to so far. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Gear I don't know what you're talking about. Gear Nerds, a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, uh, talked about Moore pedals. And uh-huh. I mean, Moore, I think, is a microcosm of the industry in general, which is that there are certain brands um, that are building out of China exclusively because they're Chinese brands. Moore, um, uh, Joyo is kind of in that boat, X Vive. Uh, Outlaw. I mean, you know, the list yeah, goes on and on. Yeah, all those Chinese mini pedal and, builders. And a lot of those companies started out just just doing straight up clones, um, but as they move forward, you know, and as they build their market, the question always remains: Will they start actually developing a product, their own product that isn't just, hey, let's take, you know, the the more black. Yeah, here's a rat. The yeah. more black secret, perfect example. You already went there. The more black secret is a rat that they made a small version of, with the uh, three position toggle. So I think people are sick of mini pedals as it is. Anyways. You know, but but you know, moving forward, they have these ideas that are like some of them are uh, Strymon, similar, um, you know, different idea, different things. 
Um, but I think a lot of those companies are coming in really strong and they're starting to develop um, standalone products that maybe they are tangentially related to something that is a traditional, I'll say traditional. And, and when I say traditional, I mean like JHS at this point, I would, I would lump into this traditional, like in the, la- sure. the last 10 years, a major American brand. Or uh, Strymon, I would say, is a, a now a traditional brand, even though they haven't been around that long. Um, but they are going to be going head to head with these Chinese companies that are finding ways to not just be clones, but also develop newish or new flexible products. I um, so that- it, it is going to be interesting. You know, when we did uh, when we did my X, my uh, F Zone ukulele YouTube <laughs> video. Uh, F Zone and XV, they use the same company for their distribution. So when we made that video, I sent that back to them and said, "Hey, if there are any XV products you want demoed, let us know." Um, and not saying that as a shameless plug, I haven't heard anything back from them. But, but totally it, hit hit them up if you guys are listening to it at XV. Yeah, because it, it is be kind of a weird thing where where there are these brands that, and some of them in the case of XV with the XV, I think the pem- the pedal is just called the Memory. Um, well, Axviv makes the chip that everyone yeah, uses they, for they, Memory Man circuits they now. Made, they made, everyone who's trying to clone a deluxe Memory Man is now, is now using the Axviv chip. Um, and they have their own version of that pedal, and they're kind of moving forward, being creative. Yeah. And, I've and, always wanted to check so out their phaser. They so have it's going to be really interesting. Like, and and where we are right now is the same place where Japan was in the 80s and where Korea was in the 1990s. That's where China is right now, yeah. where, yeah, they're cloners, but they're about to take that step into becoming a major market player um, that is coming up with unique ideas and, and collaborating with, with creative designers to come up with new ideas. I also want to say that the, the thing I've been saying since we started doing the podcast and what I'm waiting for for the future of, like, the pedal world and like the gear world is when like all this like digital pedal stuff becomes like open source. And when someone develops a pedal that you can just load your own code onto and people can just start developing their own effect code at home, I'm still looking forward to that. And then you can start swapping or selling. I mean, that's already going on with like Kemper stuff. People are swapping and selling their different models that they make. I'd really like to see that happen with pedals. So that might be in the future too. Uh, do we want anyone else want to come up and do a question? We'll do one more. Get up here. Brian. Hey, we got Brian from the, I'm going to shout this out. Uh, shout it, man. Shout it out Brian, loud. Brian, and we, we, got, we got Kyle here as well from the, a to- little shorter. From, so the, we uh, from the Tone Jerks podcast. I've been listening. Wait, uh, uh, we, we, there's we're, a podcast called the Tone Jerks. We're, we're, we're a band yeah, too. Yeah, claps. Our, our, our also, uh, Brian sent in a track from their band, Playing Without a Pilot that we played with in like 2008 or so. Yeah. At, at uh, I don't even know what, when? It was, it was Dream Street. We Dream played. Street. Oh, gosh. There we I, go. I remember talking to you guys. Yeah, about, yeah. About gear. Uh, so uh, The thing is, every time we talk about gear, I'm just like, somebody talks about it, and I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> I just like listen. I'm like, let's see what they say. What do you have to say? I'm like, oh, I want to know. So, Yeah. So <laughs> nobody, nobody saw you duck ball the whole I just want to pause this to let everyone know that Aaron said off mic, "This is an audio medium, and that Aaron, we need to we need Aaron to communicate through audio 
so that everyone can hear. The g- 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 gear yeah. slum. <laughs> it, Aaron from the gear slum said this is an audio medium. Look here, not you, on you, the audio. Look here, you idiot. That was the point I was making, Steve. Shut up. <laughs> okay, so this is this is one thing I wanted to, wanted to bring up. So I am really. This into- sounds like a criticism. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, this is one thing I'm really into. Steve, stop interrupting. Let's get this over with. We're I want to like, hang you, out and you, drink. You're, you're filibustering me right now. <laughs> so, Please, go in, ahead and in, talk. In, in, in a Trump presidency, I don't know if that's a bad thing. Yeah, hey, hey. Sorry to stop interrupting. You go ahead and say something. So, Just uh, when, whenever you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> so, about Wait, hold gear. On, are you starting right now? Okay, let's let him start. Let's let him do it for real. <laughs> so, about gear, have you found anything that you've... I guess it, it kind of is from two different sources. So, you're... Either play at you know church in more controlled environment, or you play in a bar in some not so controlled yeah. environment. Hey, yeah, I'm in San Diego. I know what you're playing. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you found like gear that you're like, or pedals or equipment that you're like, it really works in my house? Oh yeah. And you bring it into the situation. You're like, this doesn't sound so good. Like, have you, like, you know, because you have get, been, like, either, like, demo sure. stuff, like, what, have you, like, been able to, like, kind of gauge what works in so, a live environment and what doesn't, what works in recording, what doesn't, I back and forth? For me, like, what I really experienced is that the gear is really different, not just in between home and the gig, but it's also different between home and practice and the gig. Like, for my church band, like... I can get super high gainy, like lots of fuzz during practice. Mm-hmm. And then for some reason, Sunday morning comes around and like that stuff doesn't work anymore. And I've got it yeah. all on my board and like, I guess I'm not stacking fuzzes like this all, time. All the frequencies could be off, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's just like the, the, the mood is different too. Like we were just totally aggressive during practice and just letting it all out. And then we pull back so far during the actual service. And then for like bar shows, I really find like, I can, I can stack a ton of pedals at home and do whatever I'm doing, songwriting, recording. I get to a bar, and really, I just want, like, two or three pedals, you <laughs> yeah, know? Because you're like, I, I pump, like, two or three presets or whatever, two or three sounds, and you're like, I'm good. That's it. Whatever. You're like, and in between sounds, you're like, I'm going to drink a couple beers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't even change, like, the tremolo tempo during, a, like, a bar set. I'm like, it just is what it is. I'm just going to, you know, keep playing, you know? Just as long as you play the right key in the right time, people are like, Ah, that doesn't even you're matter like, for me. Oh, you're rocking, <laughs> you're rocking, baby. You, you just gotta have the the dinosaur heads. You're like, yeah, <laughs> going. What's your take? Time. On, what's your take on this, Steve? I mean, make it short this it's time. Jeez, hard. Louise. We only we record all of our. Um, well, we we yeah we recorded all of our morning glass stuff in one shot. Um, Sorry, and, I'm gonna. And, did you do it all live? No, we did it. We did it actually in like a studio, which was a. You know, a, it's a church, church closet. A church closet. Um, you got to get it in the closet, baby. But, <laughs> that's where I keep it. But uh, you know, um, I think in hindsight, I would have used a different amp. I would have used. I don't know if I would would have used different pedals, but I definitely would would have used a different amp. And sometimes it's hard to gauge that stuff because the amp that I was using originally when we started was a different amp for uh, the morning glass that I used when we ended. And, and there's something sometimes that, that you just don't feel until you've played a bunch of shows. And you've tried out, like, you do one amp with, like, one, you do one show with one amp. Yeah, and sometimes so, you're filling out different frequencies, especially you're playing bass, right? 
Or you playing guitar? Uh, well, so in the morning class, I was playing guitar, and your favorite band, I was playing bass. And, and in that case, like, I always was worried that I didn't have enough power. And I was jumping on different forums, and they were saying, like, oh, you're only using 100 watts. What's wrong with you? <laughs> but... Yeah. But what I learned, exactly. What I learned over time was like I started with a 110 watt amp, I jumped to a 130 watt amp, and then I jumped to a 300 watt amp. What I realized was that my core tone as a bass player was at 110 watts cranked, because <laughs> for the band that we were playing in, I just wanted those dirty mids. Yeah, and nothing wrong with that, you know. And so with the 300 watts clean. It just never sounded right, and I tried a bunch of different, you know, a bunch of different gain pedals, and uh, <laughs> and, and I realized, you know, none of those gain pedals could do what a 110 watt amp cranked would do, right? And the same thing with the guitar. Like I used a small one by ten combo, 75 watts for recording, but once we got live and comfortable, I was using. The same 110-watt amp that I used as a bass player, that was what I was using live, and that's what I was comfortable with. Um, and, it, and so it's one of those things where you never know until you are consistently taking things into, you know, every bar in San Diego is the same friggin' 30-foot yeah. by 100-foot room. Yeah. And it, you it's, know. it's, it's, it's kind of different because it's like, you know, not to, like, throw it back, but I'm like, we've played in front of, like, 30 people in a small room. We played in front of like 1,500 people in a big, yeah, big yeah. room. And so it goes back and forth. It's like you kind of want your rig to be able to do whatever. I'm like, do you guys kind of gauge everything per, per room? Or are you just kind of like, yeah, we're going to figure it out? I just, uh, when I play live, I just, I leave the tube amps at home and I bring whatever solid state amp I think will get loud enough for the room. <laughs> like there I totally use this katana right here for church just because I know it'll sit at the right volume and sound all right with pedals into it. And then for Dinosaur Ghosts, I use the Acoustic 150 because I know I'm going to be able to just blow windows out if I need to. Yeah, or that, it'll be able to get nice and quiet. That, and I don't have to worry about hauling around a really heavy tube amp That's or the 110 watt amp that I've used for everything. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but I mean that. I mean that's the thing. Is like, is sometimes you, you know, it, it, I guess it depends on what you're doing. We've played in the different bands that Ryan and I have been in. You know, we've played enough small rooms where, if I take 110 watts in there, I can never turn up loud enough to be comfortable. Right. right. But I've also played enough small rooms where I bring in a smaller amp that's different, and I can never dial it in right. So it's like, it, am I better off bringing in a different amp that I can't really dial in, or am I better off just bringing in the big amp and turning it down? And, and that's always kind of a big question with playing live. And I guess that's part of the fun of it, too, because it's like every place you play, you're like, you're going to be the guy who's dialing it all in. He's yeah, like, yeah. You know, it's like, oh, you're, you know, everybody else is like, oh, I just want to plug in and play and grab some beers, whatever. And you're, all, you're, <laughs> the, you're I, I'm always the guy who's like, oh, let me dial this in. I'm going to dial the basin. Oh, here we go. Here Are we you go. throwing Kyle into the bus right now? Because he's here right now. Yeah, he's, <laughs> <laughs> I, he has real feelings I, I over there. Oh, oh, Steve, party foul. Party you, foul. You didn't Sorry, get it on the you, wheel. You, That's you nice. You still got some. You still got some in. And like to me, I'm like I always like to dial in every EQ, and I'm like to me, I'm like to me, right. it's to me it's fun. Other people are like, oh, I don't care, or like it's a nightmare. 
So right. I guess I guess right. like that's what I wanted to figure out. I'm like, you guys are in two totally different scenarios. Yeah. And I wanted to figure out. Like, I let the rest of the band figure it out. I just yeah. turn it up and. <laughs> You're like, I'm I'm the guitar player. Yeah. You figure it. It out. sounds good to me. I'm that's what that's, that's what you need. You're the guitar <laughs> player, so yeah. it's well, it's me, baby. It's I mean I mean you it, to figure it out. And that's kind of the the craziness, even with with looking at like the the live scenarios that we've played in and Ryan is still playing in versus the church scenarios we play in. I played an electric guitar at church like two or three weeks ago. I used a uh, the Wong's Mini 5, which is a little 5-watt tube head, into a speaker cabinet that is literally 30 feet away. So I have no... like isolated, right? Yeah, it's, it's semi-isolated. So I... I'm using in-ears. I have no idea what it actually sounds like. Um, all, I, all I'm being told is, oh, dude, like, that's the sound we've been missing because, like, uh, if I'm not playing the electric guitar, we All you just get have, is, like, that's good or no. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. We have normal weeks. We have acoustic guitar. We have piano. We have drums and bass. So literally, I, I, I don't think we've recorded since I played like electric at church. Um, but I had different people coming up to, up to me going like, oh, that's that sound we've been missing. I'm like, no, what it really is is it's that high mid-frequency. This sound. <laughs> yeah, no, right, well, back to the future. It's just a frequency range. <laughs> I'm not even that good. Let's, uh, let's wrap this up. Uh, let's call it an episode. Yeah. Uh, thanks, guys. Thanks. I didn't do a count. I don't know how many people are here. Please come up to Steve and get a ticket for the raffle we're going to do very soon here. Um, if you don't have one already, it's one ticket per person here. We're going to give away some cool stuff. But also, big thanks to Sinusoid. Big thanks to Pelican Noiseworks. They both sponsored this episode. They're, they're going to be both giving away stuff. Thanks to everyone who came out. This is incredible. Thanks to everyone who's going to listen to this uh, yeah. by our current counts. Uh, we are sitting around three or four thousand. Big thanks that Kevin Equitz is here. We got guitars around. We got guitars from Equitz here. We've got uh, guitars from from uh, Ian Anderson here that are yeah. Ian really Anderson, cool where, where's Ian at? I don't even see him. There right he now. is. He's right there. there he is. Steve Ian, has had Ian, so much to drink he can't see Ian. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Ian was at our hundredth episode. He was at our two hundredth episode. Yeah. He's been. He's been. Uh, yeah. Hanging out with us for a long time. He's a really great local builder that um, makes just, just amazing, like, yeah. Les Paul-style guitars. Uh, thanks again to everybody who listened to this. Um, we're hitting three or 4,000 feed hits per week. Uh, our, I think our Instagram's over 10,000. Our YouTube's over 10,000. No, we're coming up so, on 13 on YouTube. I don't know, man. All, all I do is, is regulate the comments. <laughs> Uh, so no, it's crazy. Uh, we're, we're worlds different than we were at 100 episodes. Yeah, so uh, thank it's you, crazy. everybody who listens to us, who supports us in one way or another, uh, whether that's through the inner circle, whether that's uh-huh. through the, the best friends uh, Big level. thanks to our wives who have put up with all of this. Yeah. My, uh, wi- my wife is over here if you want to meet her. <laughs> my wife. <laughs> I literally told M- Melissa last night, my wife, she... Uh, my wife. She... <laughs> She said, uh, "So, how long is this going to take tomorrow?" And I was like, "I was like, all I know is, is I'm leaving at about 11:30, and I don't know when I'm coming home." I, my wife is here because I think I, I guilted her a little bit. <laughs> uh, so again, thank you, everybody who listens, everyone who supports us in any way, 
And, you know, if you're not supporting us through the inner circle, but Screw you're... Screw you. But, <laughs> dang, dude. I was no, gonna, no. If you're, if you're listening, if you listen once a year, it's like, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for If you're in the Facebook group, if you're commenting on YouTube, if you're commenting anywhere, if you yeah. are buying from any of the brands who support us... If you're making nasty comments towards us anywhere, like, thank hey. you. It's awesome. <laughs> they're, they're the best. Yeah, I, I post uh, screen grabs of the best YouTube comments to the inner circle, you know, and we all discuss if, them. <laughs> uh, if you're sending us uh, your local Craigslist ads or oh, things man. you stumble on Reverb, that's what keeps this show going. It so really thank is. thank you so like, much. That is what makes this show still possible, is that most of the content comes from the listeners and the people on the Facebook group. Like, it's just incredible. It's the reason that we get to still do this, because honestly, we don't have the time anymore. <laughs> yeah, so uh, this song... Um, Here we go. This was uh, sent to us by Lee Sander. I have no idea who Lee Sander is, but apparently I've seen the name before. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have a tender moment. Um, he says, "What up, guys? I used to love the YFB song Stop Signs." Here we go. Way back in the day, which was like when we say way back when he like says way back, that's like ten years ago. Yeah. Uh, back in the day when I was uh, when I started playing guitar and would frequent. Uh, Christian Guitar Resource, uh, which is a uh, web forum online. Uh, a started, forum, you say? Yeah, forum. Interesting. On the internet? On the internet. <laughs> uh, he says, I started listening on September 30th from the latest episode. Just finished the first episode this morning. Didn't hit me Jeez, uh, until you were, until you were, uh, didn't hit me that you were the same dudes until I got about halfway through. I dig the show, and every time Ryan talks about hot licks, <laughs> uh, I lose my shit. There's our, there's our explicit oh, rating. Oh, great. Here we go. Uh, I've been working on some new songs, but none of them are done, so I'm sending in an older song from a previous iteration of my band. The band name at the time was called Flood the Roots, and the title of the track is Waka Flocka and the Chocolate Factory. What? <laughs> It was I can't wait to hear this thing. <laughs> it was recording during my 2002 highway, uh, using my 2002 Highway One Strat with the hot rails and the bridge into a Bugera 5150 clone. I don't remember the name of the model. I borrowed it from my uncle. But, <laughs> do you have more? Yeah, using a, using a Macy Clab clone. Uh, Clab clone. Cab clone. <laughs> then straightened my vocalist engineering audio interface with an iMac and Logic Pro X. We're never at, we never actually put this track out anywhere, so this is a 60 cycle home exclusive. Oh, here we go. <laughs> uh, this guy's name is Ryan, but I have no idea who he is on the group. And we're playing it might it be for, me. The, for the first <laughs> time. Uh, no. This was Lee Sander. I hope you guys uh, enjoy don't this track. Through, don't play it through the mic. We'll play it over uh, the thing later. And, no, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> thanks. I'll play it through the, we'll play it through the katana. Yeah, thanks everyone who was here. Also, a big uh, thanks tonight. to everyone over 200 episodes who's, who's sent their songs in. That's a huge deal. Yeah. And it's, it's been a big part of the show for us and always really exciting that people still send their songs to yeah, us. I, I just can't push hard enough that, you know... We've been doing this for so so long. Four years now. Um, almost four years that uh, I don't know why we're still doing this. Because <laughs> I make a little bit of money doing it. That's why. <laughs> That's true. Um, but, but, you know, just seeing this turn out today, 
here in San Diego, yeah. uh, seeing this little back patio filled up. Um, I don't know, man. What's another 200 episodes? I know, right? We could probably go to any major city in the U.S. and get at least 15 people there if we wanted to do a very expensive, not worth it tour. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, Thank, thank you. Th- thanks, ev- thanks, everyone here again. Thanks, yeah. everyone here. Thanks, everyone who listens. Uh, here's the song. I hope you. Later, guys. I hope you love it. <laughs> <laughs>